The question we get asked the most right before one of our trips, and to be fair, right after one too, is always the same. Why do you do it? Why would you subject yourselves to physical torture on your few days off? There is only one answer to this question that contains a multitude of other answers within itself. An answer that can be summed up with just one word. Gratitude. But what exactly do we mean? Listen on to find out. Hey, travelers, welcome back to Go Far, an adventure podcast. I'm your host, Anna. And today, Edu and I wanted to publish a mini episode focusing on a very important reason why we love slower, human-powered travel. When we are traveling by foot or by bike, especially on a more spiritual trip or pilgrimage, we often marvel at each other or to our friends and family when recounting a particular trip that the Camino provides or the trail provides meaning that the individual moments of the trip itself give you exactly what you need, that it will never leave you hanging. The Camino refers to the Camino de Santiago, which is where I first heard this expression. People say it often while walking the Camino de Santiago in northern Spain, that whatever happens along your journey to Santiago de Compostela, the end of the pilgrimage, you will be provided for. This could refer to concrete needs such as a place to stay, something to eat, medical attention, as well as spiritual and psychological needs such as moral support, someone to listen to you or give advice or help, or even a deeper sense of fulfillment. I'm sure many of you travelers have experienced the sensation of things going well on vacation, even if they did not go exactly as planned, of things just working out. But we found that difficult moments can bring incredible, unpredictable, positive results, especially while traveling by foot or cycling. Maybe you'd planned on visiting a famous attraction or a great restaurant only to find that it was closed. But then you ended up seeing something else or eating at another restaurant that turned out to be even better than your original plan. Or maybe you had some sort of technical problem with your gear and someone came to the rescue with help. But the saying, the Camino provides, or the trail provides, means that you're being provided for in an even deeper way. Maybe the danger seemed greater, but the result, the relief and gratitude that you feel after the journey has provided for you, has so much significance at that moment that it almost seems like a miracle. Maybe it's because while you're on your journey, the act of every day waking up early putting on your backpack and boots or packing up your gear on your rack and getting back on the saddle, the effort of repeatedly affronting a day of walking or cycling and whatever adventures that day may bring simplifies your life and your focus. Maybe you're more relaxed. Maybe you're more in your head or your heart praying or meditating. Maybe you're focused on the natural world around you, breathing in clean air for the first time in months. Maybe you're weighing the possibilities of an important decision you have to make, 
Or maybe you're just enjoying getting to know a new place, new culture, new friends. Your life has become more simple. So maybe when challenges do arrive, you can really see them for what they are, and they can definitely be scary. That's when the Camino provides. The solution, no matter how tough or impossible it may seem, is right there on your path, part of your journey. And when it arrives, it really does seem like a miracle. So this might seem like a lot of mumbo-jumbo, especially to someone who is maybe not so spiritual. Like me. But let us give you a few examples to help you get the idea. But keep in mind that while you're there living the journey, your perspective is definitely different. The unimportant distractions of daily life aren't there. So you can really see the beauty and significance of when the Camino provides. When I started walking the Camino de Santiago again, beginning from Saint-Jean-de-Ped in France, on my second day of walking, I was taken in by a group of Spaniards, actually from Galicia in northern Spain, where most of the Camino de Santiago passes through, which turned out to be incredibly fortuitous as I was walking during Holy Week before Easter, during which there were very few places to sleep. So it turned out to be essential that I had met these locals to help me out, especially with arranging places to sleep. Apart from it being a very special experience to walk with people from that area of Spain, there were many times when the Camino provided, in moments that seemed to me impossible to overcome. For example, one day my cell phone got blocked and I couldn't remember the code to unblock it. I needed my phone especially for my airline ticket back to Rome. This was a few years ago before the international roaming services that there are today. I was in a panic, but the situation was resolved simply. One of my Spanish friends convinced the albergero running the Pilgrim Hospital to let me use his personal computer. I managed to access my Facebook account and through Facebook Messenger, I contacted my roommate who went into my room and found the code. Another example of the many that come to mind when I think of when the trail gave me exactly what I needed was actually throughout the Camino di Europa that we walked last summer. For the first time, the two of us. I was in a really rough place personally. You know, when you're questioning all aspects of your life and walking in stunning, very peaceful woods towards a Marian shrine gave me exactly the comfort and peace that I needed. It's difficult to describe. It's not like some big miracle happened and I saw the Madonna in a blaze of light. Arriving at the sanctuary of the Madonna of Europa, while memorable, did not answer all the life questions that I was grappling with. It was how I felt along the journey, a sense of peace, that everything was going to be all right. I was at a really low place with little hope. And this sense of beauty in everything came from putting one foot in front of the other, walking through beautiful woods, quiet fields, small shrines. The presence and protection of the Madonna of Europa, I felt more in the small statues that we passed and actually less so in the huge basilica. These small reminders of beauty and protection put everything into perspective for me, that everything would work out. Walking in nature, in a beautiful spiritual place, sharing it with Edo was exactly what I needed 
and I didn't even realize it. I can't really recall one specific example like Anna did, but there were several situations in which I felt profoundly grateful during one of our adventures. It's kind of hard to explain, so I'll try to paint a picture. Imagine this. You set off early in the morning, either on foot or on your bike, and you start covering the miles that separate you from that night's bed, one step or one pedal stroke at a time. You feel alternating emotions. Anna and I always travel together, and while there are moments in which we enjoy having a nice conversation, inevitably we start drifting apart, and we let our individual thoughts wander. And this is when the magic happens. You revert to a very basic state. Everything feels extremely simple. All you need to do is keep moving, listen to what your body needs in terms of food and rest, and get to your destination. You become hyper-aware of your surroundings. The wind blowing and whispering a symphony in your ears, the birds chirping their staccato notes urging you on, the crunch of gravel under your boots or rolling tires. Your eyes drink of the beauty that's all around you. The blue skies or the gathering clouds, the way the shadows playfully dance under the branches of a tree, playing hide-and-seek with the rays of the afternoon sun that filter through the leaves. But with this hyper-awareness comes a price. As you are more receptive to the world around you, you also start listening to the warning messages your body starts sending you. Your muscles are starting to ache and creak, while your joints start banging for respite after several hours of strain carrying the weight of your backpack or bearing the brunt of a whole day spent on the saddle. Your wrists and hands start feeling the weight of your upper body as you lean on the handlebars of your bike, or your backpack straps start digging through the tender flesh of your shoulders. It's at this point that feelings of doubt start casting a shadow over your heart and mind. We still have a few hours to go, there is no way we can make it, let alone do it all over again tomorrow and the day after and the day after that. As I said, you notice everything with perfect clarity. That hill up ahead is too steep. The sun is burning too brightly. My boots are killing me. My bike isn't shifting properly. There's no alternative. It's time to quit. Nobody can blame me for this, right? I mean, I've come this far. Maybe this whole adventuring thing was a mistake. It's time to go home. But then you see it. And it can be a whole variety of things. A bottle of water left by a local who likes to take care of pilgrims, or a single lone tree that offers much-needed shade in a barren field, or even a half-forgotten granola bar that for some reason decided that was the right moment to surface out of your backpack unbidden. And all of a sudden, all your fears and doubts dissipate like the early morning mist from a mountaintop. And that's when you feel the most profound and utterly overwhelming sense of gratitude you've ever felt in your life. You feel like everything will be alright, because that moment actually is everything. Nothing else matters. You're in the world. You're alive. You feel like you are exactly where you need to be at that precise moment. Everything else breaks down, and all you feel is intense love. 
When something like this happens, I turn around and without fail, through the sweat and the messy hair, I see Anna smiling at me, and I realize she's thinking the exact same thing. And together we set off again towards our destination for the night. And the following day, we're ready to do it all over again. If you respect the trail, the trail will respect you. Mind you, though, we're not advocating for going on an adventure unprepared, knowing that everything will be all right and that someone else or some higher power will take care of you. It's still very important to be prepared and to respect your surroundings. Doing that will allow you to tackle every adventure with an open mind and a willing spirit, opening the door to magical moments like the ones we described above to happen. Traveling on foot or by bike allows us to experience these feelings that we have a really hard time finding while living our everyday lives in the city. We try really hard to keep our pilgrim philosophy and apply it every time and everywhere, but unfortunately, the grind of our lives inevitably chips away at this way of living and, without fail, we end up heeding the call of the wild again. And that, friends, is why we like to go far. And there you have it. Thank you for joining us on this mini episode, which is something new that we haven't done before. We hope you enjoyed it. And get in touch with us on Instagram at gofarpodcast or via email gofarpod at gmail.com and let us know if you like this new shorter format. We'll be back again in two weeks with another episode. And until then, go far. Go far.